partly Sunday. Clients on the telephones are ringing. Overload mode in the 21st century. Driving home with my hand on the cell phone. Pulling over, turning up and dialing to my fingers. Going live This is Live at Five, Live at Five, Live at Five. Monday, wow, what a day. What a beautiful day it is outside. Hopefully you're uh, uh, you know, around a phone or listening to the radio instead of, you know, frolicking about, you know, taking advantage fully of uh, nature's bounty. Quite frankly, I wouldn't blame you. But the show always goes on, regardless of... Or what you want to do in good weather, you narcissist. Read that article today, Jeff, we're talking about what does a narcissist think of you? Well, uh, one thing, I- I'm in a business where narcissism is truly people's middle name. I won't mention other people's names, but radio has the tendency to attract narcissists. And uh, or narcissistic people. Am I adding way too many uh, S's and or syllables in that? You get the picture. I, I didn't even read the... By the way, welcome to the Monday edition of the Live at Five show. I didn't read the article on News Junkie today. News for today. Uh, but it said, how do narcissistic people look at you? Well, I think that answers its own question. They don't look at you at all. You're just someone to bounce off of and say, me, 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 me. And narcissism, I'm not here just to talk about narcissism, by the way. I've got plenty of other stuff to talk about, trust me. But it's interesting. Narcissism is rampant. Always has been. Not this century. Not the last. Way back to Adam and Eve. You know, Eve was such a, you know, so, so narcissistic is that she had to grab that apple. She had to do it. It was all about her. No, but you know, with social media, everything out there, look at my, my oh, my son can recognize the color orange. So yeah, he's three years old. I hope so. But again, that's part of being a narcissist, a narcissistic person. Someone who's like, it's like a four-year-old. just like everything. Hey, look, look at me. Look at me. You could yell from the other room. Yeah, I see you. That's, that's, that's what they appease to. That's what keeps them happy. And that's great for a four-year-old. It's great for a five-year-old. But you know what? That happens to stick around a lot of people's brains up until their 20s, 30s, 40s, and beyond. It's all about themselves. And it's one thing that I brought up, uh, I think, last week or the week before, and I was talking to my wife about it over the weekend. By the way, we saw ZZ Top. Talk about that in a bit. Uh, but, uh, you know, how in the Internet, how Facebook has made it very, very convenient for, for people to, uh, to kind of do, th- you know, to, to get away with going to like a wake or going to someone's birthday party or when someone's down instead of giving somebody a call or knocking on their window like we used to do in the old days. It's like, uh, I say, hey, you know what, your friend from uh, grammar school, you know, the guy that, you know, the, remember you were hung out with him up until like eighth grade, then you went to separate high school, you didn't see each other anymore, but you kind of kept in touch because you had great days together and learned how to play baseball and ride a bike. You evaded a, bu- a mugger one time who tried to take your Halloween candy away from you. Remember him? Yeah. Well, his mother died of a heart attack at 63. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, her wake is down the block. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I posted something on Facebook. Yeah, we're friends on Facebook. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, Harriet. Rest in peace. R.I.P. Thank you for your service. Thank you for being my friend's mother. I'm all taken care of. You're not going to go to the wake? Why? Why should I? That in itself is selfishness. And, and a narcissistic person definitely does that. And with social media making things so much easier. Listen to this. Uh, Mike stand here. My God, it's driving me nuts. And I, got, I have tinnitus, too. Dip, 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 dip. It just allows people to go a step further, social media does. 
So uh, read the article, or for that matter, just listen to what I said, because reading the article is a moot point as we speak. It doesn't mean anything, because that's the way they see you, just as someone that can just listen to their world about themselves. They're very good at that, and they're all over the place. They're not just in New York City. At one point, I thought it was just a characteristic of people from the city, from downstate, from Long Island, Westchester, because I saw that when I went to Oswego. People basically saying that their grandfather built New York City. I said, no, they didn't. You live out in Comac. Stop that. Please. I'm challenging you. Uh, and then it, go, it get kept on progressing to where it is today. So hopefully you're not in that category. I could say I think all of us have that element. we got to stick up for number one, right? you got to do that. you got to show pictures of your children, your dog, your nieces. There's nothing wrong with that. It's how far you push it. And do you look at other people's pictures, too, just as much as you want, as you want them to look at yours? That's the key. That you got, there's got to be a give and take. And unfortunately, I notice more and more. It's amazing. And this is something I've been very keen on over the years. And I can see it because I've been in sales for, for uh, uh, you know, forever. And I see people, one person's talking and the other person is not listening. They're just waiting for their moment to, to kind of reiterate what they said 10 seconds or two minutes earlier. One guy's going, ah, blah, 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 and then finally the person has a window of opportunity. Oh, by the way, what I meant to say was 50. I said 60 early, but it's 50. Did you hear anything I said in the last two minutes? That question's never asked anymore. No, I didn't. I don't care. I wanted to remind you that it's 50, not 60. That's when I know people aren't listening to one another. It might as well just be blah, blah, blah. Like I said years ago, I said I was watching this show with, I forget who it was. Uh, at, um, it doesn't matter. Tony Danza had his own show at one point. And there was a line in the show. It lasted for like three hours. There was a line in the show uh, where someone said, hey, did you hear what they were talking about when they were in here earlier? And the woman says, no, they weren't talking about me. And that resonated with me. I just think a line like that is, is such a good line. Another good line from the Tony Danza show. I think he played a cop in like Hackensack, New Jersey or something like that. It was on ABC. And they were talking about how one of the police officers had five kids and all of them were girls. And one of them in the uh, office said, I wonder if he's gay. And everyone laughs, of course, at that. It's kind of funny. Anyway, uh, seven five. No, don't call me yet because there's a couple things I want to share. What doesn't work? So I just restarted it again. I don't understand that. Uh, but uh, if you are a Goodfellas fan, let's start off with that. Paul Sorvino died at 83. Ironically, the same age as James Caan died uh, two two weeks ago. Uh, not that that matters, but if you wanted to wager or something on Lotto or something, if you wanted to pick a number, seems like 83 is a hot number as of late. Paul Savino, of course, known for playing Big Paulie in Goodfellas. A lot of people know him for that, for obvious reasons. But he did a lot of other things. He was in Law and Order, one of the uh, various editions of Law and Order. I don't know if it was a homicide or this or that or whichever. But uh, 83 years old. Big dude. Lived, uh, lived a large life. Good actor. I remember him in, in things way before The Sopranos. And quite frankly, and again, this, this applies to a lot of people, including James Caan, who had a huge body of work. But uh, without Godfather, we're not talking about James Caan the way we are. You have to have that one role that's really going to you know, take you to the next level. Ray Liotta, perfect example. James Gandolfini, perfect example, where that one role really defined who they were. were. Uh, you know, Big, big Paulie, uh, Paul Savino, you, know, you remember him for that role. He played other gangsters, uh, other wannabe gangster movies that were made you know, years after that in the 90s and early 2000s. One, he didn't look good. Two, the movies were horrible. Probably financed by gangsters themselves. 
like Francesi, whatever, that dude from Long Island was always yakking it, yakking it up about, you know, how it was to be a mobster and whatnot. But uh, there was one movie, and I shared this with a friend of mine on his Facebook page because he's always the guy to be the first one out there to, see, you know, to, to, to post who the latest celebrity died because he's into that, and I appreciate that too. So I try to put a little bit of you know, my own little flavor in it. So everyone's going to say, oh, it's Big Paulie died. Ba, 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 ba. Didn't have to say a word. No, uh, didn't have to move either. People came to him. <clears throat> uh, no, I picked a movie that he was in in 1974. It was a made-for-TV movie, and I don't know why. But at the time, let's do the math here. It was 74. I was like, a, I was like 11, maybe 12 years old. I was like my, my, my step-grandson's uh, age right now, which if I think about what I was exposed to at age 12 in comparison to my step-grandson's age at 12, it's, it's much more, um, how do I put it, much more proper. Remember, my mother took me to see Deliverance when I was 11. And, uh, there, but there were other things that were made for TV that weren't necessarily made for kids, but I liked them. I really did enjoy them. And one of them was a movie about Paul Savino. T- remember, made-for-TV movies were much more prevalent back in the day before the days of Netflix and HBO, 1974. To, to see a movie, yeah, you, you could go pay three fifty to see a movie at the Haven Theater or the Elmwood, or, or you could wait for the Tuesday night or Sunday night movie on ABC. And it was always something interesting. It was always good and compelling. Good actors like Paul Savino. Well, Paul Savino was in a role, and the name of the movie was It Couldn't Have Happened to a Nicer Guy. Now, out of the vast audience listening to me right now, I can't imagine that if, if even one of you can remember that TV movie, congratulations. You are a special person. But I doubt there is. And I'm not putting anyone down because it's just one of those, again, made for TV. You didn't pay to see it. It didn't play, uh, you know, ad nauseum for like a month or so at your local theater. And no, Paul Savino wasn't known for this movie. But he was a young actor at the time. And it's about a man whose car breaks down in, in the middle of the night. And he's picked up by a beautiful woman. I forget her name. She was a TV actress. And she picks him up as a hitchhiker. He needs help. He wants to get uh, some assistance to his car and so forth. And she puts a gun up to him, and, and she has her way with him. She, in essence, rapes him. She has sex with him by gunpoint. That's rape. That's forcible rape. And so he was in a quandary. He didn't know what to do. It's like, wow, wait a minute, this is usually, uh, the, the shoe is on the other foot. Now, not to downplay or mock or make fun of rape at all, like Mel Brooks did in uh, Blazing Saddles, which I still can't believe that movie is allowed to be played, not just from the several lines about rape, but a lot of other things. But that, neither here nor there. And that's coming from me, by the way. But he didn't know how to handle it. And, you know, you know back in 1974, he said, wait a minute, you, you're telling me that you, 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 you want to hold uh, charges against someone that put, put a gun to your head and, and had, had a way with you? What's the matter? Everyone's looking at him like he was crazy. It's like, well, yeah, she, she, that's illegal. You can't do that. So they questioned his manhood, why his motive. Come on. You know, sometimes this happens. Consider it a thrill. It's a dream come true. No, not at all. Again, not a movie for a 12-year-old kid, but I'll never forget it. And another movie that he did around the same time, he had a, a pretty decent role in a movie, once again, you'll never see on TV, and it's called The Day of the Dolphin. Uh, with uh, George C. Scott. Fascinating movie. If you've ever seen it, I think it was a book, and it was about how they trained dolphins, uh, and then these bad guys, uh, led by Paul Savino, uh, want to steal uh, George C. Scott's main dolphin. Uh, what was her name? Pie or Lie? Pie, Lie, Pie, You know, talking. I don't know if you remember those. Those were from the early 70s. And they, they tried to manipulate or try to uh, uh, get... They put a bomb uh, wrapped around the uh, the dolphin, 
and they want to take the dolphin and they want to train the dolphin to go to a boat with the president of the United States. So pretty heavy stuff. Using a dolphin to commit, like, you know, something Lee Harvey Oswald did in 1963. But nonetheless, that movie was uh, something I, I, I never see on TV, and I could put it on a list of movies that for whichever reason I remember in the back of my head until I die, if I live to 110, I'll remember those movies. But for some reason, they don't air. Now, Paul Savino did a lot of other good things, but it's the Glenn Curryism in me that always has to bring up the lesser-known stuff when someone dies. That's why I consider myself a narcissist. Narcissistic person. Because I have to do something that's different than other people just to show that I'm different. Hmm. Interesting. Someone's been waiting for a while. Sorry. Plus, my friend Liz was calling me on my cell phone. I don't know if she called. She knows I'm on the air. Maybe she wanted to say she was calling in. Let's see if this Hi, you're on the air. Hey, Glenn. How's it going today? It's uh, Lefty. Long time no, see, uh, no talk. Well, I, I'm busy with the fair, busy with summer stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's right. I remember that movie, believe it or not. Which one? Uh, the, the one about the guy getting raped. Yeah, couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. Thank you. Yep, yep. Now, the, the girl that was in there was the same girl, I don't remember her name, that, that played uh, Isis. Remember that? Yeah, oh, right. She did play Isis. Beautiful woman. Yep. Just gorgeous. Yep, yep. Yeah, so I remember seeing that as a child and thinking, eh, it ain't so bad. But that's the way men look at things, you know? Right. You to put that down like that, but that's kind of the way that was. was. It certainly wasn't like an after-school movie, but you're right. The movies back then were a lot better and a lot better done. Yes. Do you remember this other, do you remember this other movie? I can't tell the name, but I think it was the same thing. Same, like, like uh, ABC, like, you know, Saturday Mo Night Movie. Movie of the Week. Like yeah. Tuesday night, yeah. But but it was about this this guy who accidentally he was like a he was in school and he was um oh yeah, kind of an outcast yeah. and he accidentally killed this girl. Okay. So his mother hit him like in their basement. Right. And drywalled it in so he had like a hidden room. Oh my god. And he used to crawl out like through the kitchen cabinets at night to get food because his mother died and that house got sold. And oh, he didn't have anywhere else to hide. Wow. He still lived in there. Wow. Remember that movie? No, it sound, I, I want to see it. After that description, that sounds so yeah, screwed was, up. I got to see one that. One of those things that hit it was kind of like a scary movie, so to speak. Right. It was, it was one of those movies that was there where it really wasn't appropriate for children or whatever. But no. That's what, that's what everybody watched at 8 o'clock at night. You should sit around the house and just watch it with your family. And, and it was made for TV, yeah. right? Made for, probably made oh, for TV. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. made for TV. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just can't remember the name of that. I mean, I didn't remember the name of the one you said, but yeah. when you described it, I go, Oh, that's right. That's that's Paul Spino was in that movie, and I, I just remember the girl was the girl who played Isis. That's a good call. That I thought it was like I was going to name somebody else, but you got it. That's her, and uh, she she's driving like a big Buick Electra or something. And, and she, they they dropped him off like disheveled. Like, I don't know if it was his town or somewhere, but nude. But yeah, yeah, right, right. He's all screwed up. Everyone was laughing at him. And he said, "Well, no, I was just raped. I was assaulted by a woman by gunpoint." Ha! You poor guy. Oh yeah, and it was and it was ISIS, right? You yeah, know? So yeah, it was like, right. It was, it was a, gorgeous a beauty queen, right? On top of that. Yeah, and by the way, my friend Liz remembers the. Uh, who could forget? Did you ever see Day of the Dolphin? I don't remember it. Yeah, it goes. Fa loves pa. Fa loves be. Fa. Fa loves pa. Right. Fa loves pa. I, I, well, I love that movie. I don't. I don't remember that, but I did tell you that when you said a word incorrectly, I'd bring it up for you. But oh, okay, which one? Tinnitus. Oh no! Okay, okay. Wait, hold up. I'm going to settle the score. I'm settling the score right now, once and for all. Hopefully, he's listening. I have a speech therapist who listens to this show. His name is Dave. 
And Dave Shepard, who has a degree, he said this last Thursday, Mr. Know-it-all, Dave Shep. Oops, sorry, Dave. Sorry, Dave said, uh, who has a degree in a master's degree in speech and hearing, says that Glenn is correct in that pronunciation. Pronunciation. It's tinnitus. Thank you. Sorry. No, no. It's always, always has been, and always will be tonight. And there's one local doctor who's put that on the radio like that. Doctor Hartman. Wrong. Yeah. And, and and being because, of course, I have it. Yeah. Oh, okay. But it's one of those things where I know how it's supposed to be pronounced, and you can't just change it on a whim like that to kind of make yourself pop. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna get Dave. Okay, if you don't believe Dave Shepard, I'm gonna get Doctor Hartman on the phone. And uh, before before you do, and before you embarrass him, because yeah. he's a nice guy. Yeah. Do a Google search and do it how it's supposed I to will. be pronounced, and it can't be changed on a local level. <laughs> but either way. What do you mean can't Enjoyable be changed? Enjoyable conversation today. Talk to you soon. Uh, bye bye. Talk to you in a bit. No, it is tinnitus. I know it is. And it's funny, I was going to appease him and others by calling it tinnitus. I said, no, no, I am right. Dave Shepard calls the show. Uh, Dave Shepard, also a big Goodfellas fan, so we can talk about that too. Dave Shepard is a speech therapist, and he is, does anyone know Dave? Give him a shout. Call him up and say Glenn needs to talk to him on the, on the uh, I was going to say the hotline, on the Live at Five show. Because i got to settle the score once and for all. Enough is enough. Yeah, Day of the Dolphin. Good movie. And again, another. if I compile the list of movies, you know, you see the same movies again and again. How many times are you going to watch Pretty Woman on the Paramount Network or, or, you know, Roadhouse or The Godfather? Good movies. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, there's 24 hours in a day, seven days a week, on and on and on. We could fit other movies. And when was the last time you saw a listing for Day of the Dolphin? And I asked this question to someone in the biz, and they said, well, there's a lot of reasons for that, Glenn. And then he gave me some you know, irrational answer that I couldn't figure out, but I said, I'll take your word for it. But it's got all to do with rights and circulation, who owns it, you know, who sponsors it, who, you know, uh, who gets the, uh, who's getting paid, who's not, who's getting laid. Oh, the dolphin's getting paid. We can't do that. You can't put it on this network. It doesn't play in Australia too well, whatever. They give you all that nonsense. There's so many flicks made just in one lousy decade. It's in the 70s, which was the, probably the best decade for good and bad movies that you could still sit through and enjoy. One of them is Day of the Dolphin. George C. Scott. He did it like, I don't know, four or five years after uh, Patton. It was a different role for him. What a tremendous actor he was. So anyway, this all started out with me talking about the death of Paul Sorvino. Who found out, uh, you know, remember what was his face, the, uh, the producer there, I'm forgetting his name, who got in all types of trouble. He's got one testicle. I don't know why he said that. But anyway, he apparently he had uh, relations with Paul Savino's daughter, uh, who is, uh, what's her first name? Uh, uh, Savino from uh, My Cousin Vinny. Was, am I right on that? Is that his daughter? I'm pretty sure I'm right on that. And uh, he wanted to, and once he found that out, he wanted to go, he acted like a gangster, which he's not. Like James Conn thought he was a gangster after doing, uh, you know, uh, uh, Sonny Corleone. And he says he was going to, you know, beat the crap out of him. That never happened. All right, let's go to the phone. He's in jail anyway. He wouldn't have done it. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, Glenn. Yeah, I just want to throw a couple jabs into you there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jason, he used to uh, say your name correctly until he started going to that speech therapist. Now he called you. You know, Glenn Carey. Carey. Ke- yeah, yeah, Carey. <laughs> I mean, I used to talk smart, too, Glenn. I used to talk like this, Glenn, very nice. Right. And I, I went to that speech therapist, and right. now I talk like this, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. Sometimes it works against you. 
You go backwards. I'm joking with your brother. Have a good evening. You too, my friend. Thank you. And, and you know what? I never saw this movie. Someone just texted me. and I, tell you, I heard about this movie. Jimmy Kimmel was on the Howard Stern show, I don't know, like 10 years ago. Oh, no, no. You know what? It was Adam Carolla. And he, br- he brought up a show. Let me see if I can find someone just uh, When someone IMs me, it's tough to find it. But the movie that, uh, that Lefty was talking about earlier, the guy who still thinks it's tinnitus, the movie was Bad Ronald. So remember that. I got a call right now, but remember that, that title. I, I'll explain that scenario. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, how you doing? What's happening? Um, all right. Um, I was just curious. Why do they, uh, like, not have these bathrooms open in the parks? Oh, the bathrooms are still closed? Huh? The bathrooms are, are all closed in the park? Well, they, they say they're redoing something or whatever. I don't even know what they're doing. Cause huh. I was here like a week ago, and you know that Memorial Parkway? You know what I mean? Yeah, kind of. Not really. All right. Well, behind JBY's, yeah, that one. Right, right, right. Yeah, down there on the river, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they, it was open, and there's a, like, they have tools and shit in there, and, uh, oh, sorry, didn't mean to swear. Um, That's stuff right. in there, and, uh. I don't know what he said. I don't understand why it's not open. Now they have, they had a sign up until uh, two weeks ago that it was closed for the season. And then when the closed for the season, open, and they opened it. Close. And now what, what's the, wait, wait, what, what, they closed it for repairs, but there was yeah. nothing wrong with it. Well, I mean, first of all, I mean, I know they had great intentions for that park off the river behind J.B. Weiss Plaza. Uh, right. But but since literally virtually no one is there, why don't you just pee in the river? No one's gonna bother you. I'm sorry. Why? Why don't you just pee in the river? No one's gonna bother you back there if you can't get into the bathroom. I know that's disgusting, but you're, nah, you're a dude. Yeah, know, you're a dude. No, you can't pee in the river because if you go over the bank, it's a big, pretty good drop. Right. Uh, that's yeah. true. But you know, there's yeah. other. Yeah. Well, that's unfortunate. So you're saying that the bathrooms essentially at uh, JB behind JBY's Plaza and Veterans whatever the, one, the Memorial the Park. The one behind one where the girl was the left one for dead. Behind JB's, I yeah. don't even know if that one's open. I don't know. Huh. Well, well, what I'm saying is, yeah. why did they spend all that money on these things and don't keep it upgraded? And then they want to add people to to spend more money on right. more people. On uh, I mean, on pool, maybe they want us to pee in the pools instead. Maybe the pool, uh-huh. maybe the pools are a replacement for uh, for urinals. <laughs> oh my God! I thought I had COPD. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. That well, I mean, that I it's, I'm trying one. to I'm trying to come up with a reason why. You're right. Why build things? Spend a lot of money on them, and not not right. uh, not maintain them, especially during because the season. Yeah. Yeah. You got you got this one. You got the one behind JBY. Right. Well, he you knows his bathroom. got the one over on, uh, I don't know, Route 3, I think it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know. And they're, and they're never open. No. And why do you have them there? Uh, For what? You, you know you, what? You, you, they're never open. Well, I tell you what. You got to ask some. You know, you got to you got to go to the squeaky wheel about all this stuff. And that's Cliff Only. Cliff Only, call him up. Give him a shot right now. Give him a shot. Yeah, well, don't give him a shot. I don't know the man. I have no idea. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter if you know the guy. He is the guy. He's the advocate that's going to be. I know the guy, but I don't really know the guy. You don't know me. You called me up. You should call him just as easy. He can get things done. He's the counselor. I just just thought 
you know, maybe you, you know, somebody could. Uh, it's so worldly. I don't understand. They just this was just opened two weeks ago, right. and and because uh, hmm. I come down here all the time. I guess this is the Memorial Parkway, right? And I'm a veteran, and I like to come down here. Yeah, and I don't like to have to great place to weed. Yeah, and God forbid I've had poop in the woods. Right? Ah, dip, 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 dip. Well, at least that rolls down the hill easily. Well, I thank you, my friend. Good, listen, call up Cliff, or I will bring it up to Cliff next time he calls in, and we'll get answers for you. Okay? Thank you, man. Thank you, my friend. I'll talk to you. All right. So, uh, as I was saying, this guy I chimed in on Facebook. The movie was Bad Ronald. And Adam Carolla described this. It's almost like, you know when someone describes something to you, either the story that happened to them when they were a kid or a movie you've never seen, but they describe it so well that you swear you saw the movie? Well, again, this was like 8, 10 years ago that Adam Carolla explained the movie called Bad Ronald. And it was about a story of a, kid, of a guy that kills somebody and his mother um, hides him in the basement as a result of that. And he's an ugly kid, and they're picking on him. He's a you know he's he's just abused by his classmates, and it, it, one, they push him to this to the limits, and he kills somebody, and now he's in trouble. But in reality, he didn't, he wasn't like one of those guys who went into a bodega and and started crap about you know his his EBT card not working over a three dollar bag of chips. He's he's upset, and you know so he you know, he wants to get re- re- retaliation because that's what the movies are. and this is the seventies when ugly people were picked on and everyone didn't care about it. They didn't go into a local school and start shooting people until later on. So we can we could blame it on the seventies, but nonetheless, that was the storyline that Adam Carolla detailed one thing after another, and if I'm not mistaken, his father who's played his father, he was a good looking guy and he had gorgeous daughters. And I don't know if it was Ben Gazzara or somebody like that, but he had two, three beautiful Californian daughters, and one of them gets killed, and the whole town goes against this kid like he's Frankenstein. And all he wanted to do was live his life, and they referred to him as Bad Ronald. So everything went from bad to worse to much worse, uh, and that's the story, George. That's, there it is, Bad Ronald. Thank you for that, uh, Dave, for sending me that. Another Dave, by the way. Listen, i got to do a break. We're already in the second part of today's wonderful show about movies that you've never seen, you never will see, but we try to entertain you just, uh, just, just for the heck of it anyway. So let's do this. We'll be back. For too long, liberals in Albany. 785-7009. All right, welcome back. All right, so we went over the bad Ronald deal. Uh, also, I, want, I, I, I write notes to myself. And uh, oh yes, I mentioned this earlier. Samantha B, uh, that show, the Canadian girl, always wears like spandex pants, stands up like she's Gumby. Uh, she's been on TBS, believe it or not, for seven years. She's she's a teleprompter queen, like they all are. And quite frankly, so is so is Tucker Carlson. But he writes all that stuff himself. Might get a little help here and there. He's such a genius. So yeah, I, I don't just I, I don't put people down for using the teleprompter. But Samantha B is the queen of teleprompters, and that's all she does. Her whole show is a monologue from start to finish with, with very li- little in between uh, and just continuously bashing conservatives, particularly Trump and Trump followers. Uh, one of many shows on liberal media in recent years uh, that just went out of their way to essentially create a show day in, day out. Week, I think she did it every week, and they play it throughout the week, where it was constantly 
something. If it wasn't about Trump, it was it was about DeSantis. It was about Roe versus Wade. Uh, Clarence uh, Thomas's wife. Uh, she said something horrible about uh, uh, Trump's daughter. Um, you know, using the c word. And it, 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 again, it does. It didn't matter because it, you could. You know, it was one of those things. You could. You could walk away from a soap opera for five, six, ten years. It wouldn't matter. The show was only on for seven years. But if he skipped two years and went back to it just to sample it again, it was the same thing. Trump did this. Trump did it. Not one mention of Biden. Not one mention of of Hunter. And, and and a perfect example of how a comedian, a group of comedians, can gather to, together like they do. They get paid handsomely, by the way. Granted, it's a TBS show. It's not like we're working for for Jay Leno or anybody. But you're gonna you, you get paid handsomely to show up in Hollywood and come up with jokes. And what better family? To, to mock on a day-in, day-out basis than the Bidens, and they over, they don't even think about it. Trump gets COVID, everyone's in an uproar. Oh, he shook hands! You know, and then Biden gets COVID two years later. It's, oh, no big deal. Everyone's got the vaccination. He's just got a mild effect of it now. It's completely different now. The other day, Jill Biden uh, was walking in, of all places, uh, very liberal uh, New Haven, Connecticut, where Yale University is. You know, they, they eat liberalism like for breakfast there. Everything is like, oh, jeepers. We, we've got to get back to the blacks. As long as they don't live in our neighborhoods, we've got to get black back to them. That's who we are. We're the elite. But no, no, they were mocking Jill Biden the other day. And she was giving, she kind of was sarcastic. Thank you. Kind of like trying to yell over them as they're saying your husband's the worst president ever. Just disgusting. This woman she calls herself a doctor. It's such an opportunity. She knew all along her husband wasn't ready for this gig, but she wanted to be first lady more so than he wanted to be president of the United States. Anyway, I'm off the beaten path. Samantha B announces, or TBS announces, that she's off, and she posted something on her own Facebook page. I'll get to that in a bit. But uh, she was on TBS for seven years. And my response was simple. It was great while it lasted, but at least I could say, so I, this is me trolling her site, her, her group. She's on Samantha B, and I've mentioned her before on the show. And I tell you what, I've had all-out fistfights on, on Facebook. Well, not really, but nonetheless, whenever you said something of uh, anything that would put her down or suggest that you are on the other side of the political coin, you, you would just be trampled. Uh, but So then I took a more passive-aggressive uh, uh, approach to all of that because I, I was just getting tired of just being, you know, you, it says play their game and put it in their ballpark and see what the type of reaction you're going to get. Well, here's my response. Here's what I said. It was great while it lasted, Sammy. At least I could still watch anti-Trump stuff on all of the other late-night shows, plus The View, SNL, and virtually every other news platform and entertainment uh, uh, channel, excluding Fox. Once, it, once Harris takes charge, Fox would have already been or- ordered off the air. Thanks, Sammy, for the memories. You will be missed, but your words still will be spoken by others, for many others. Thank goodness, not God, for that. Uh, and then they put hashtag reinstate Roe versus Wade, just to kind of reflect like I am a total, total liberal and that I am in love with. with but again, I have an underlying message. So a Miss Chrissy Smith re- responds. I don't know who she is. I have no idea. I don't know her business. But she says, Glenn Curry, at least you freely admit you're for censoring any media you don't like. You're a prototypical liberal. I said, well, that's kind of the response I was looking for. She fell for it. But at the same time, I want to like, reach out to Chrissy and say, Chrissy, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm with you. I'm on the same side. Yeah, I'm Farnsworth. You know, Heaven Could Wait with Warren Beatty. Matt, Mitch, I'm Farnsworth. Remember that? 
So then I, I put a little Chrissy Smith, not really, and I have a wink sign. Hopefully she'll pick up on that. But anyway, she, it's just one of those things. So that's uh, the if, if you are a uh, Sammy B fan, Samantha B, I should say, which I doubt because you're listening to AM 1240, 99% of you probably never, never heard of her before. Her show was canceled. And a lot of things are being canceled now. Uh, you know, CNN's laying off a lot of people. MSNBC's in a quandary. This is what you get when you get everything in your favor, except the uh, Supreme Court. That's the one thing they don't have. And if they had the ability to abolish that, they would. And one day, ultimately, they will. They'll stack the court. They'll, I don't know, they'll do something with Puerto Rico. They'll do something with D.C. They'll get it done. Just like uh, uh, Chuck Schumer said, uh, we're going to change, uh, transform and change America after the uh, January 7th uh, special elections in Georgia. You watch. They will definitely do it because they're definitely going to maintain the Senate, unfortunately. There's no way a guy like Herschel Walker, who I really like, great athlete, good friend of uh, Donald Trump, but uh, I don't think he has what it takes to be a senator, to tell you the truth, if you read between the lines. And then you have Dr. Oz up there in the state of Pennsylvania, which, of course, you know, that means a lot of those votes have to come out of their biggest school, uh, 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 city districts, that being, of course, Philadelphia, then Pittsburgh, um, I don't know, Wilkes-Barre, Hershey, you know, other crappy towns in Pennsylvania. There's no way in the world Dr. Oz is going to take that, that seat. It's not going to happen. So it's going to be interesting come uh, 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 midterms and so forth. But uh, it's, we're only going to win half the battle, not all of it, unfortunately. 755-1240 is the number. 755-1240 is the number. If you want to get in contact with me, please do so. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, we talked about bathrooms not working on the Memorial uh, Highway there. Uh, for that matter, the park. We talked about Day of the Dolphin, uh, Bad Ronald, other crappy movies from the 70s. I'm trying to remember the guys. Who was the father of the three girls? I'd have to look it up during the next commercial break. I'll share that with you because I like things like that. You know, actors that you wouldn't imagine would play in such a, such a role, but they do. You know what movie I saw this weekend? Uh, I should tell Oz about this. The original uh, 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 Beverly Hills Cop was on, on uh, BET. Boy, I talk about edit. They edited it to, to nothing. They probably took out like 15 minutes of actual uh, movie time just to squeeze in all the... Uh, the ads and so forth. But a good movie. Um, just another example of how a guy like Eddie Murphy definitely was much better, much much more talented early on in his career in his 20s than he is now. He just doesn't look right. I don't know. He's bloated. He, he overacts. Ever, st- ever since he started doing crap like Dr. Doolittle and whatnot, uh, he just didn't have it anymore. And then he got full control of the movies that he was in. He always had to look dapper. He was in another 48 hours, and he flipped over in a bus like 10 times. He comes out, not a speck of dust on him. You know that's just like, nope, that's, I'm not going to be in a movie, make millions of dollars, and be dirty. But that's not a real good depiction of a gritty cop from San Francisco, my friend. You were gritty the first time around, but not the second time around. I really think that, that had adverse effects on his career because he had so many good movies right in the beginning, and he never, ever, ever replicated that again. Name the last good movie. That Eddie Murphy did. And you know what? That applies to a lot of people. We kind of alluded to it earlier. Some people are known for their first role. Ray Liotta had movies prior to Goodfellas, but Goodfellas was his career. After that, you know, he showed up in the Sopranos movie last year. Other than that, he was in some movie about, you know, some red-eye plane that he hijacks, and that sucked. 
Uh, and I really don't remember anything he obviously did. Same thing with uh, James Caan. People will say, well, he was in Misery. He was an elf. It's like, well, yeah, but you know, I can't count. I can't count elf. It's a comedy. And, and not for nothing, but it's, it's, it was okay, but it wasn't that good. And, yes, he was good in it. So that one role that you can get in life, that defines you. It truly does. Uh, and, uh, so, and, and, again, we mentioned Paul Servino. If he doesn't play Big Paulie, we know Paul Servino and other things. But Jeepers, without Big Paulie and Goodfellas, we, we're, we're not talking about him right now. That's the bottom. That's how impactful that one movie, Goodfellas, is. What a great flick. And the same is true for people that make movies early on. Steven Spielberg, for instance, made the TV, made for TV movie called Duel that my mom and I watched in 1974. It was so hot we didn't have air conditioning there in 8915 91st Avenue. And we watched Duel on a black and white TV set on our porch. And I'll never forget it. Never ever forget it. I was frightened to death watching that movie. It was that good. But Steven Spielberg later obviously went on to do Jaws the next year. Uh, he made some bad movies too in the late seventies, early seventies, early eighties, including nineteen forty-one, uh, and then did Schindler's List in the early nineties. But jeepers, name a name a good movie uh, Spielberg's done since he hasn't. Francis Ford Coppola after The Godfather, he did The Outsiders, which was you know okay, but it wasn't The Godfather. He did The Black Stallion, that was all right, but it wasn't The Godfather either. So uh, I, and again, this happens to musicians. You know, you kind of blow, you know, your, your whole talent and everything on uh, y- 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 what your talent's all about early on. And you don't, rep- you don't find that magic ever, ever again. Scorsese, perfect example. He hasn't made a good movie since, since, uh, since Goodfellas. And if anyone suggests that Casino or The Departed or, for that matter, The Wolf of Wall Street was even remotely close, I'm sorry. I have to unfriend you. I'm sorry. And that's what makes me the narcissist in, this, in the room. I'm sorry. You just can't do it. They, they try so hard to replicate the magic he created in Goodfellas in 1990. Just can't do it again. Can't do it. Can't do it. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, how's it going? That's G. See, are you, are you appro- you're, not, you're approving some of the show today, but not all of it. Yeah, you, had, you go off track a little bit, but you, this is a pretty damn good show. Gracias. you got to go off every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> Liberals are terrible people. Liberals are awful. I, I remember. I can laugh like Tucker Carlson. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, that's insane, man. Yeah. Uh, um, I remember Day of the Dolphin. I remember that watching that movie. I don't. I don't remember anything about it. I just remember that. But do you remember that they tried? Yeah, the the Paul Savino bad guys were trying to steal the dolphin to train the dolphin. Yeah, to- I remember basically. But before you even mention it, it's coming kind of coming back at me a little bits and pieces. I haven't thought of that since probably after I watched. It. Yeah, and the dolphin comes up <laughs> so. and blows up the bad guys instead, which is how the movie ends. But how'd, how'd you like Zizi Top? What's that now? How'd you like ZZ Top? Oh, good, good. You know what? I, 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 uh, I went to, oh, um, thank you. Th- did you go? Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. So here it is. I was pawning off tickets that someone was trying to give me for nothing, like general admission tickets. I got a free one, too, man. And, well, and I got in, too, but I got tickets in the eighth row. And I'm, I'm walking around like I own the place. I'm in the eighth row of, of, you know, the arena watching ZZ Top. Mine was right. On, mine was right. I was sitting right down to the Lancer at the end of the row at the right on the, the rise, first riser, right in the corner of the stage right. And then, like my back was getting to me, and I see there's two seats in the fourth row that that haven't been sat in the whole thing. So I went and took them. Right. But when they went and broke, I saw there was a whole row in the middle that was empty. So I just went across there, and then there was a three in the fourth row 
four throws right on the aisle that were open, so I just stuck up there. Yeah, there were some gaps. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was a decent yeah. crowd, yeah, but there were some gaps. And I think a lot of it is like, you know, one member of the of ZZ Top died like a year ago, so they had the delay. Right. COVID delayed it the year before. So I, I think by the time people bought their tickets like two years ago, like, you know, 80% of them either just l- lost interest or died. <laughs> Because there was some gaps, but it was a good crowd. The, the, the new bass player was great, but he, he looked like uh, Tommy Chong Muppet. Yeah, he did. He did. He looked like he looked like a Muppet of Tommy Chong. Right, and they and they always, they changed, changed guitars like every five, fifth song. There, some some big guy would come out and they give him new guitar. Like, New skins for that fur. Yeah, that fur was as white as white could be. How's that stay white? On I don't know. <laughs> you know? Uh, but I but you, know were you surprised? That. Here's the thing. I'm watching it, and you know, after I'm not a concert person, despite the fact that I had great seats. Oh, I am. Uh, I am. And and I'm watching it, and everyone's up jumping up and down. Oh, this is the greatest ever! And then all of a sudden, they walk off the stage. I'm like, is what? Is that? A, is it? That's they're done already? And they did their first it, it, encore. Like, that was like. But they, but they did. They did a costume change. Didn't you notice they were in black? Yeah. Black no, I did. No, I know they changed. Yeah. 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 So it's like, and, and like every concert, you ha- they walk off. They get applause and they do an encore. Right. And sometimes an encore can be three, four songs. No, the so it was like three. The yeah, they barely. T- I don't think they did more than two songs in the encore. But here's my point: they had the uh, the uh, the uh, way down Whalers, which is a local band. And that they won the contest, and they they won, and and which is good. I love that. I love seeing local talent open up like that. But I'm thinking, you know, no, it's it's it. The reason why is because ZZ Top doesn't play other people's music; they play their own, and then right. they're, they're not going to be able to play anything more than an hour and twenty minutes. And that's basically how right. long they're on stage. Yeah, well, I mean, they they went way back in the catalog. I lo- I love the old blues ZZ Top. Oh, yeah. and the other thing is, yeah. Oh, Jesus just left Chicago is one of my favorite songs. I just love that song. <laughs> so, so what, one thing I noticed that, and this, this is true for a lot of things, one, he didn't make any small talk with the audience. He didn't say, sorry, we didn't get down here, you know, COVID, and then we lost one of our members. And, let, and I, they had the video screens. There. I thought they were going to do a little tribute to him, but they played it up yeah, like he, yeah, the guy you, never died. You lose your, you're, you lose your best friend for 50 years, and yeah. then you're going to do a tribute to him every night. That would be that would kill me. Well, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not saying like spend a lot of time I mean, and say saying, something about I'm just it. Saying he, he, he's doing this every night, and it's like oh, he's not God. doing it every night. They're doing well, it enough. They could say, "Hey, uh, we were supposed week, to be here." You know how a guy just kind of warms up to the crowd and starts identifying. Hey, you know, you got a beautiful area up here. Oh, I see a lot of green trees and I got a lot of water up here. I got a grandmother who lived in Potsdam. Yeah, Potsdam. He didn't even do that. They just like. But if you if if you're gonna get an hour and twenty, would you rather have an hour and twenty music or? No, I want to be. Listen, I'm a narcissist. I need for you to tell me something about me. I need you to tell. You gotta identify me in the room. I'm sorry. My God, he could have been anywhere. Oh, oh yeah, to say, I, I'm, I'm glad Glenn Curry made it. That's right, awesome. exactly. <laughs> and I would have been completely satisfied. Thought, you know, who cares about anyone else? What about the people in the back? One of them's got cancer. No, Doesn't matter. He told a couple stories and he talked to the crowd. No, he, he didn't. He didn't talk to anybody. Maybe he went to the bathroom. He, 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 no, he, nothing. And, then, and, and, and no, don't get me wrong. What was that story you told? I, I, I got to his big back. I remember. When, when he walked off. Yeah, he told a little story. He didn't tell any story. When he walked off, the, and if he did, I can't remember. When he walked he off the, the stage, <laughs> when, he, when they walked off the stage for the first time, I'm like, oh, my God, it's almost over already. This is great. I'll have plenty of time to go do what I wanted to do. So, you know, they came back. And by the way, encores are so expected now. That the encore, the, the the crowd really didn't even get into the like, come on back. They just expect them to come back. 
did you get that jet just or what? Well, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know that they knew that was going to be the encore. It seemed like too soon for an encore because sometimes, I mean, I, I've had things, you know, the costume changes, things right. that happen at, at concerts like that. They'll play and then they'll walk up the encore and they'll, they'll wait till the crowd gets really pumped up. Right. And uh, but when when those lights come on, usually yeah. Um, the, the show's over, but when I saw Rainbow back in 80, uh, they start, were taking the amps apart, they came back out, started putting the amps back on and played another encore. Yeah, about back in the day, yeah, I'm sure everyone was high in LSD for that matter. I actually saw The Who a couple of times, and if I'm not mistaken, I don't know if it was in Syracuse or in Buffalo, Rich Stadium. By the way, Rich Stadium, hottest day of the year, uh, September 1982, people literally throwing up on each other. Uh, the Clash and J- David Johansson opened up the show. Longest day of my awesome. life, by the way. Yeah, awesome. And that's, the place was packed. I couldn't believe how... I've never been... I mean, I've been in Times Square for New Year's Eve, but I, it was that feeling. It was shoulder to shoulder. And they, oh, yeah. they, they did an encore. They were on uh, encore three times. Three encores. And each time they went out there, they played for like five songs. We were there all day. We started in the daytime. Yeah, it yeah. was night by the time we left. And, and for like $20, I was like, wow, that was a hell of a concert. And it took us five band, hours to get out of there. Band, if, a, if, a band, if they don't have a time restriction, the, the band sometimes will just keep going. Right. The crowd's into it. Right. Because they don't get those crowds that are so into it sometimes. But, you like know, back concert. in the day, it was much different because... What's your first concert? You, what's that? What's your first concert? Um, uh, Genesis, 1981 at uh, the Carrier Dome. That's not bad. <coughs> yeah. Not as good as Johnny, Ca- Johnny Cash. Yeah. Johnny Cash. What, what, were you in pri- <laughs> what, were you in prison when you saw him? No, I was kidding. No, I, but I get cold chills just thinking about him coming out and saying, "Hello, oh, my name is Johnny Cash." Ah, my name is Johnny Cash. Is that S? Is that SG in the audience? He owned that place, man. I see SG in the audience. I want to go because I don't like country, and I just was mesmerized. That's why I love concerts. Oh no, he's a good guy. He played up here too, by the way. He puts on a or did put on a hell of a show. Maybe up in rock and roll heaven, he's rocking it out. Yeah, they asked him right before he died, like, what, 10 years ago, they said, what do you think about the new country? He just said, no comment. I have no comment. He just didn't I, like it. Have you, you ever watched the, him do Hurt by his Nine Inch Nails? Yeah, yeah, it was good. Oh, my yeah, God, yeah. it just red terrible. No, nah, he's a legend. There's oh no God. doubt about it. Plus, he was, you know, he's into it, it, drugs it, it, and a lot of... It was, but it just brings a whole new dimension to that song. It's just like, yeah. it's like him thinking it's his date, he's about ready to go, and, right. you know, right. you know, his yeah. wife's gone. Was gone by that point. Right, June Carter Cash. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, did he have a daughter? Right Didn't he have a daughter who put the? Uh, yeah, he's a daughter. Yeah. She put the sea back in cu- in country. <laughs> she put the yeah, sea yeah. back in country. Oh. Yeah, sorry, can't yeah, say that. I have a friend that did the lead guitar uh, when they remastered some of these albums. They, they, he did the remastering of the guitar, yeah. the leads on it, and he's got like one of the top, the ten, you know, first. Issues yeah. of that signed by the thanks from the Cash family. So. Well, I'm glad cool. that you appreciate today's show because we went off the beaten path and we're not talking yeah, about no, no. like, god awful liberals. It's, 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 it's like make the world a better place every day. Make the world go away. Sorry, it sense to bitch about the world being horrible. Yeah, it is. It Sucks. Horrible. Yeah. How does that make any sense? Make it better. Make it better. Oh yeah, I'll make it better. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, that's what my parents taught me. That's why I try to do the dog park because it's like do something to make the, the community a little better. Everybody did that. Holy yeah, we're building everything well. else, but we can't even open up bathrooms anymore. It's disgusting. Well, People taking dumps yeah. down the hill. What's the matter with this place? I'll, get on Cl- I'll ask Cliff about what's going. Yeah, on. Yeah, get on Cliff. Call up the show. I'll be. I'll tell you what. No, no I'll be Cliff. You ask me. I'll be Cliff. You, I'll pick up the phone. Okay. You call me about this issue. Hello. <laughs> We don't have time for role play, do we? Wait, wait. It was almost English. Say it again. Hello. Okay. I said, Cl- Cliff, o- Cliff only. Councilman Cliff only here. 
Chris knows me. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Chris is my friend. Hey, Chris SG, friend. what's going on, SG? You got some? <laughs> no, nah, just kidding. Yeah, All right, what is the bathroom? <laughs> oh, what bathroom? <laughs> Well, we, we don't have to smoke at the in the bathrooms anymore. They, they lock the outside door. You can still go in and use the bathroom. They just want to make sure, you know, they know how many people are using the facility so they don't have too many people. The guy says he can't get in unless there's a, unless there's a, there's a camera that no, sees the, outside, the guy coming. Lock the, the, the doors. When the pool's open and they, you can still go in through the center doors. Oh, okay. Use the bathroom and just go back out. Oh, it's well, then explain it to that science. dude because that guy needs to get a bathroom. Apparently, he's, he doesn't have a house with a bathroom, so he needs public uh, no. services. I do a little walk around the walking, and sometimes you, you got to go, you got to go. Right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Well, you know, that's what you have a bottle for. All right. Thanks, SG. All right. Let's go. Uh, there you go. Oh. And the guy knows every bathroom in town, too. You know, that guy knows his bathrooms, man. Open up the bathrooms, Cliff Only. What's the matter? Well, you know, we're going to make sure that all the public bathrooms are open up again. And if they're not open up, we're just going to have to get more money from the slush fund and make it happen. So all of us to it, Glenn. Couldn't make it happen. Are we going to go broke, Cliff, one of, the day, one of these days? We might go broke. But what does it matter? Listen to SG. Make things better. Open up all the pools. Spend millions of dollars on pools that people won't use other than five days out of the year. And everyone's happy, Glenn. One day I'm going to put a cardboard box over the city of Watertown. You watch. It's going to make a big difference, just like SG said. So anyway, we got a little more than 30 seconds. I, I kind of slipped into a little bit of Elvis there, you know. You know that song, Suspicion, Suspicious Minds? I always thought that was Elvis. It's someone else. It's like, who else is that? It's got to be Elvis. It's somebody else. Well, he's singing like Elvis. He's, getting, he's stealing his voice. He's, it's not Roy Orbison. It's some guy that sounds like Elvis. Bump, 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 bump. Every time I let you see the... Oh, I got to go. Uh, at the end of the show, I hope you enjoyed it. AM 1240, WA10 Watertown. Makes us legal. Up next will be uh, CBS News. We'll see you tomorrow. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Monica Ricks in New York. Thousands of people in Northern California are worried they won't have homes to go back to as a massive wildfire there spreads. A lot of memories, though. My family grew up there, my kids, and uh, I don't know. 